Hello and welcome to another MLB edition of the DFS Today podcast, which is brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Joe Orico. For those of you who are unfamiliar with me still, I am the host of Fantasy MLB Today, also on the Sports Ethos platform. And now that basketball is winding down, pretty much everything is winding down other than baseball. So we're going to be giving you some baseball DFS shows dealing with the Yahoo platform uh, going forward here. So let's get it started. We're going to be talking about um, now one thing I've done in a couple of the previous shows is giving you guys lineups. So I'll give you guys a lineup that I'm going to be playing which I have since been told I cannot do because uh, you risk getting banned by the DFS provider, whether it be Yahoo or whoever else. So I'm going to just be giving you guys more general suggestions here. I'm going to be talking about advantageous matchups, good ballpark situations, things like that. So let's start off with pitchers. Uh, I'm going to be talking about some of the pitchers who I'm targeting tonight. Uh, The most expensive pitcher on the slate is Frankie Montes at $51. And again, we're talking about Yahoo here. I know it's not quite as popular as uh, DraftKings and uh, FanDuel, but I live in Ontario and I am limited to, unfortunately, I am limited to just the Yahoo platform at the moment. Hopefully they expand out. Uh, I used to be able to go on those other sites and play DFS, but not anymore, unfortunately. So hopefully they'll get something figured out there. But in the meantime, we'll be giving you some some Yahoo DFS stuff. So let, we'll go into Frankie Montes a little bit here. He's going up against Cleveland who is a sputtering team at the moment. They have lost seven straight games. Uh, He is facing them at home in a very large uh, Oakland Coliseum there. And he has been on quite a bit of a roll these last few starts. He's gone at least six innings in each of his last three starts. He's picked up the victory in two of them and a combined only four runs against in those matchups. So the strikeout numbers have not been quite as high as we might have liked. He's averaging uh, about nine strikeouts per nine innings. So you can maybe hope for uh, about a strikeout per inning tonight from Montes. And he should be able to go about seven innings, uh, hoping that things go according to plan. Seven innings should be definitely in the cards for him against a fairly weak team. So I'm, I'm fairly confident in deploying Montes tonight. Uh, Aaron Nola is an interesting option against the Mets. He has really settled down, especially over his last start. Uh, really his last two starts, but particularly the one against Milwaukee at home. He only gave up one hit over seven and struck out nine. Now, this one is a little bit of a riskier play against the Mets. They do have a fairly potent lineup. So I would deploy Aaron Nola with caution tonight. In that same price range, Nestor Cortez is $44. Now, he's going up against Kansas City on the road. Kansas City has really not done so well this year. Um, they're not a very scary lineup so far. I know Bobby Witt Jr. has started to figure things out, but they have had struggles from some of their other big pieces. Uh, notably, Salvador Perez has been... Good at times, but overall fairly shaky this year. So Nestor Cortez seems like a very safe play for me tonight. He has had very high strikeout numbers to this point of the year, averaging over 14 strikeouts per nine innings. And against a fairly weak team like Kansas, you should hope that he'd be able to replicate these five, six inning starts he's given you the last couple of times out. And his last two times out, he has totaled uh, 20 strikeouts over his 11 and a third innings. Very good stuff from Cortez. The price has adjusted a little bit. He's up to 44 but I would still be comfortable playing him there. Uh, Tyler McGill is another one who I find to be very interesting tonight. Uh, The cheapest pitcher that I've mentioned so far at only $35 on the Yahoo slate. I don't really understand it. He has a really low ERA of 2.35 on the year. The strikeouts have probably not been as high as you would have liked, but he has kept walks down. He's only walked three guys on the whole year. So that is something to really look at. His salary is another reason to really like him. So he was $35 the previous time he faced the Phillies on the 12th of April. And since then, his salary has gone up to 44 and 37 
In those starts, he performed well in both of them. Granted, not terribly well against San Francisco, but he really did well against the Diamondbacks. So if he can replicate what he did last time against the Phillies here in the same price range, then he would absolutely be worth the $35. He returned 27.3 fantasy points last time out against them. I feel very confident in Tyler McGill as someone who has a lot of shares of him myself in my own leagues. I feel very confident in him and against this home matchup here in Philly. Now, there is a risk with uh, these two high-powered lineups. I mentioned both McGill and Aaron Nola. There is a bit of a risk here that these guys may not go so deep, that there may be some runs scored. Uh, I do feel that at the price, $35, that you can justify McGill. Uh, even if it doesn't pan out fully, I think that you can justify him at that price. There are some pricier options. But in that range, I don't know that you're going to find somebody with that same kind of upside. Now, if you want to be targeting some guys who are maybe lower, you want to spend your money on your batters tonight, then there are a couple of decent options down the line here. Tyler Anderson is getting uh, another spot start here. He's filling in for the rotation for Andrew Heaney. So he'll be getting another start here against Detroit at home, which is a very nice matchup for him. Detroit has struggled. Uh, they've been maybe not as bad as we would have thought this year, but they have definitely struggled. Now, Anderson is not somebody I would really recommend necessarily, but for the price, he's an all right option. He has not yet gone five innings in an outing this year, which is a little bit concerning if you're looking for the victory. Now, it shouldn't be too hard for them to get a victory here against Detroit at home, you'd think. Now, they did lose a couple of games to Arizona this week, so you never know. Baseball, you never really can fully predict what's going to happen. Uh, even the bad teams, even the worst of teams win 50, 60 games on the year. That being said, I feel fairly confident here in a, in a home matchup for Tyler Anderson. He, you know, I'm not advocating, like, yes, go and go and start him. But if you do spend a lot of money on your batters tonight and you're looking for fill-in options, he's not a bad one for $29. And the same kind of category is Yusei Kikuchi, who will be pitching at home tonight against Houston. His ERA remarkably sits only at 3.75 for the year, when in reality it probably should be a lot higher than that. He has not pitched particularly well. He's walked a lot of batters. That being said, he's looked better his last couple of times out, uh, despite struggling with control a little bit against, uh, excuse me, against the Houston Astros. His price here is cheap enough that he might be able to justify you squeezing him into your lineup there. And it's not, again, like Anderson, it's not an ideal matchup, but if you have uh, spent a lot of money on your lineup already on your position players, he's not a bad option. There are a lot of left-handed batters atop that Houston lineup notably Michael Brantley, Jordan Alvarez, and Kyle Tucker. So they will have to face lefty-lefty matchup a couple times through the order. You'd figure that would probably give them a better chance, or give Kikuchi a bit of a better chance here facing a team with uh, so many dominant lefties. So he's not, while he's not a recommended play tonight, I don't think he's a bad option uh, at the bottom of the slate here. Now, on the flip side, let's talk about a couple pitchers that you want to be targeting uh, when you're setting your lineups tonight. And the first one that really strikes out to me that stands out to me is Tyler Alexander for the Detroit Tigers. He'll be going into Chavez Ravine tonight and pitching up against the Dodgers. And that's really not a great matchup for him. He has struggled mightily this year in his first start. He got through five and a third, but in his last two starts, it was one inning and three and two thirds respectively. He has not impressed and he's got a really tough challenge ahead of him tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. So guys like Mookie Betts and Trey Turner are going to be guys that I'm really looking at tonight. I think they have a great advantage batting atop that lineup. They should be able to get two or three at-bats. I mean, who knows how long he'll stay in the game. Three three times through the order might be pushing it a little bit. But I think while he's in there, it's not going to be very good for him. And Dodgers players are definitely a go for tonight. Specifically the right-handed batters, as Alexander is a lefty. So you might have uh, Freddie Freeman and Max Muncy might not be ideal plays. 
But guys like uh, Mookie Betts and Trey Turner, I'm definitely liking a little bit more. Uh, other guys to target on the slate, Aaron Sanchez is getting the start for Washington at San Francisco. Now, Aaron Sanchez, uh, as a Blue Jay fan myself, I remember Aaron Sanchez a few years ago was a Excellent pitcher. He won the ERA title, I think, in 2015 for the Blue Jays. And he was a huge asset back in that stage of his career. At this point, he's more of a minor league guy who's a spot starter. He's not somebody that I'm really interested in using here. On the flip side, though, San Francisco might have a big day against him because he's really not much anymore. He's really he's really a shadow of what he used to be on the mound and in a spot start situation like this on the road against the team that he used to play for. So batters who are familiar with him to some degree, uh, guys like Brandon Crawford, Darren Ruff, Brandon Belt, I would feel very confident deploying right-handed batters in the San Francisco lineup tonight. All that to say, uh, and I like Aaron Sanchez. I really do like him. Uh, at this point in his career, though, there's really not much going for him. Uh, Chris Bubik is another pitcher to target tonight. He's going up against the Yankees. He is pitching at home. But he has struggled mightily as well this season. In his three outings, he has totaled seven innings across all of them. He has walked nine batters. He's really not been an ideal starter. So again, he's a left-handed pitcher. So right-handed batters in the New York Yankees lineup tonight are going to be people that I'm target players that I'm targeting, uh, specifically Aaron Judge, who has been very hot and homered yesterday, and Giancarlo Stanton. There are uh, definitely a couple of guys that I'm going to be targeting tonight. Um, yeah, Bubik is just. It's, he's really not much of an option over there for the Royals. He doesn't strike out many batters. Uh, he struggles with his control. It's it's a Hail Mary for the for the Royals tonight, and I would expect uh, a fairly decent night from the Yankees' offense, I would say. Another player to be cautious of is Dylan Bundy, and Dylan Bundy has actually been very good this year so far, but that leads me to believe that he is really due to give up, uh, to have a really poor outing, knowing the Dylan Bundy that we've known in, in years prior. He's not a major strikeout guy. He has kept his walks down, which historically he's not really been this low with walks. He's walked one guy through 15 innings. And he's going on the road to face Tampa Bay, who, granted, has not been uh, at their best this year for sure. But I would feel confident deploying your Brandon Lau's, uh, particularly Brandon Lau, who is actually fairly discounted tonight uh, at $15. I would feel comfortable deploying guys like that, especially lefties in in Tampa's lineup. I don't really like Dylan Bundy going forward here. I feel like he is definitely done as well as he's going to do for the season. Um, three wins in first three starts. He's He's been very good, and he's only given up one earned run in those starts. But that's not who he is. That's not going to continue. And I would be very surprised if he's able to have another quality start here against a tough Tampa team, albeit not doing their greatest right now, a tough Tampa team um, on the road. So I'm not really confident in Bundy to deploy, but I'm fairly confident in deploying Tampa Bay lineups uh, against him. One other guy I should have mentioned um, in the first section in terms of guys that I'm liking tonight is Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard is going up against a depleted White Sox team that is missing Eloy Jimenez and possibly slash probably Luis Robert. I don't think we're going to see him back tonight. It's it's a toss-up, but I don't think so. So we're facing a depleted White Sox team that hasn't been doing very well. Granted, it is a road start for Syndergaard, and he hasn't really had the strikeout numbers that we've liked from him in previous years. But he has kept the earned runs down. He has been able to go fairly deep into ball games, making it through at least five and a third in every start. And for $36, he's really a reasonably priced player tonight on the slate. So he's someone to definitely uh, keep an eye on when you're building your lineups. In that same price range as Tyler McGill and similar kind of risk. I'd prefer McGill, but uh, Syndergaard is definitely a decent, decent option for $36.
I'll talk about a couple of other guys who interest me tonight. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. definitely interests me. He's been very hot recently. Seven-game hit streak? I think it's seven, maybe even eight. No, seven-game hit streak. So he's definitely figuring things out in the major leagues. He's stolen four bases on the year, including two in his last two games. So there is definitely points league value to be had there. His last his scores over the last five nights have been 6.8, 8.7, 11.6. Uh, he did have a 2.6 in there and then 11.3. So he has been valuable on the points league side, especially recently as he figures things out. He does have that righty-lefty matchup going against Nestor Cortez, and I am a sucker for lefty-righty matchups. Witt is not an ideal uh, player, but honestly, for $10 tonight, he's he's pretty cheap. Amongst a lot of really expensive third basemen, he stands out to me because of his low price and because he's been on a hot streak. Um, anybody else that's sticking out to me here? Uh, Pete Alonso for his price is really appealing for me for $13. It's a season low price for him and he hasn't been doing great recently. Uh, don't get me wrong. And Aaron Nola is definitely a tricky matchup, but Aaron Nola is also prone to giving up home runs. Aaron Nola is prone to getting hit around a little bit. So as much as I like him, uh, I do also do like Pete Alonso here for his season low price of $13. It's really a low-risk, high-reward kind of situation there. So I would feel comfortable using Pete Alonso. Uh, I already mentioned Trey Turner and Mookie Betts, but I feel really good about them, specifically Trey Turner, uh, one of the best pure hitters in baseball. So I'm really confident uh, in Trey Turner there as well as Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, despite his struggles, I really like the matchup tonight against Tyler Alexander. That's pretty much uh, it for my suggestions here. Um let me know what you guys think. If you guys are enjoying the DFS segments so far on the baseball side, I know you guys have been listening to the NBA side for quite a while here. But if you like the baseball shows, if there's anything you'd like us to improve on, uh, any other content you'd like me to cover, please let me know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99. That's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Give me a follow there. Send me any DMs or tweet at me with any suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. And I'll try and get back to you uh, as soon as I can. It will typically take me an hour or two, but I will I will get back to you if you reach out to me. So any comments, questions, uh, please reach out and <clears throat> we'll try and give you the best product we can here. We'll try and give you guys what you want. And feedback really helps with that. So please let me know anything you guys want to see going forward here. That will do it for us today, guys. I uh, wish you guys all the success in the world tonight and going forward into this weekend. Happy Friday. Happy weekend, everybody. We'll see you back on Monday. Cheers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.